Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Just talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, Fan Expo Denver 2022. We're on the show floor with artist extraordinaire Chad Harden. Chad, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, as I look through you, through my producer... Master, Who's Master Shredder? Master Shredder. I told him he needs to go around and tell kids to steal Burger King and TVs for us. Uh, thank you for taking time to be on our show. Oh, thank you. Because you're such a popular artist, and I'm always surprised when they agree to be on our show. Uh, no, I. You know, I. What I don't consider myself like a popular artist. You know, I'm just someone who's lucky enough to be here. And but before I was ever here as a professional i was here as a fan you know what i mean like, yeah i'm a nerd too so i'm just that's that's what we love though right you know? i know right yeah and that's the cool thing about comics yeah like, everyone doing it yeah and it's, it's interesting now because i'm old and you know when i was in high school it wasn't as cool no. to be in comics oh no and i said man spider-man's the best and people go really you read those kid stuff yeah and now i look around and do, go wow do they ever like give you calls like later you know i wish so i, I wish I, like all these girls from high school. Oh man, were like, you know, I I wanted to tell you you're a great artist and I love comics too, but I was afraid. I was like, this does me no good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. You're yeah, like exactly. 25 years I know. too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just take that with you to the grave. That does me no good. <laughs> yeah. Now people you know? are like, you're, you're you're still a loser. I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even my kid. Like, I, I try to get my kid. To get involved oh. in, like, Spider-Man and stuff. He yeah. says, no, I like Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, man. Yeah. No. no. No, Five Nights at Freddy's isn't good. There's <laughs> no way for you to be cool. I know. Be a parent. That, I know. Yeah. No, your, your kids will remind you every day. <laughs> They're little savages. <laughs> they really are. You know what? I, I, mine are all gone. Oh. Is that I, nice? I raised them. Is that nice when they're you out know, in the wild, or is it hard? You know what's funny is you think that, mm -hmm. and then for, like, two days when they're gone, you know, you and your wife are really happy they're gone you know <laughs> and then after and then after that you're like it's quiet and we're bored <laughs> you know what i mean like you you learn like the chaos just sort of becomes part of your life yeah you know that's funny you say when yeah. i do trainings for my real job and i'm gone for like a weekend i go man it's really quiet yeah and no one's telling me to do something because <laughs> i'm pretty sure all my wife and kid do is just boss me I around know. i know right yeah and so it's the same for yeah. everybody is what you're saying yeah no, right. Yeah, you're just like, uh, uh okay, yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I got a son in the Navy. Oh, uh, awesome. My daughter uh, finished her degree, uh, her, her bachelor's, 
So she's going for a master's in medicine. So, uh, and then uh, Erica, who's my true daughter, <laughs> the one that looks like me and acts <laughs> like me. Um, uh, she just is wrapping up her art degree. I couldn't talk her out of being an artist. I tried. <laughs> uh, no, but she's, all my kids are wonderfully talented. Um, in art and then Tacey just my youngest just graduated high school awesome so that's yeah. awesome yeah. well because I, I was reading your bio and you actually teach art as I well I and do. you got a degree in art is this before uh, yeah you yeah. became i am one of the, the chad harden as the, i know the you know what i i actually finished my master's while i was working on harley really yeah that's awesome. which is nuts so but i, I want i want to throw this out there to anyone who's listening to this Times have changed, okay? <laughs> like, college used to be affordable. Like, you got to be very, 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 very careful now. Mm -hmm. Because I, even even at the university where I teach, we're, we're, like, ranked, like, 50th in the nation for affordability. It's still $60,000 Wow, to graduate with a four-year four degree. That's not that surprising, but That's it's also a lot wild. of yeah. debt, though. You know what I'm saying? So oh, like, yeah. Like, if you're in a position where you can take classes and you can pay for it, Without going into debt, that's one thing. But if you have to borrow money to go to school, be very, very careful because it. When and here's the other thing, you know, I'm gonna. This is gonna date me, but it used to be you would go to college and you get your degree, and there were plenty of jobs waiting for you, because like America was like the only country that had a computer. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And now everybody has a computer. Yeah. So you're complete. You're competing now in global markets. Mm. And there are people that are willing to do your job for a 20th of what you're willing to be paid. And I think that's a lot of the problem with, you know, like people are like, why can't, you know, why don't these kids want to work? Well, you know, they were promised something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They all have degrees. Yeah. You know, but the, but the, the, the middle class safe job that was supposed to be waiting for them after school, it's not there. No. And so, you're 100% right. I mean, yeah. in my profession... When you get a degree, you, you say, well, what do you use it for? Like, it's a piece of paper you hang on the wall. Yeah. And it, yeah. the value of a degree is non-existent anymore. I, I tell my students all the time. I, I teach art, but I tell them all the time. I'm like, get a degree. Get your bachelor's in business and get your minor in art. Mm. Because really, like, if you want to be an artist, an illustrator, a creative person, you got to learn how to market yourself. you got to learn how to get out there. It, it's very much more about the hustle than it is about the talent. Yeah, I, so. So, did you always want to be a comic book artist? I did. And so, I did, how yeah. did you get on that journey? And who inspired you to be one? Uh, well, you know, it all. I was very introverted growing up. Um, it all started with me watching Saturday morning cartoons. I, I was one of these kids that, you know, Saturday morning hit. I had my bowl of cereal. I was up by Three Stooges because they used to, you know, it was all the black and white shows. Oh, yeah. I, I love cartoons. the one where they're trying to yeah. carry ice up the, yeah. the stairs. <laughs> right. So you had, <laughs> you had like the Three Stooges, you had the Lone Ranger, and then usually you had a few Japanese cartoons like Speed Racer or whatnot, and then it was like Super Friends, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, you know, uh, um, you know, Transformers and Mutant Turtles, those were like after school programming when I was older, mm -hmm. but it was, you know, my first introduction was cartoons. And then, like with Spider-Man, my friend's like, well, you know, that's a comic book. And I was like, what's a comic book? And because I was thinking about going into animation. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting here drawing all this. I was like, right, I want to draw cartoons, you know. And then my friend's like, look at this comic book. And I was like, dude, the art's so much better in a comic <laughs> book, right? You know, you're like, whoa. Like, 
Like, the guys who draw for the cartoons, those guys are good. But, dude, these comic book dudes, like, they're like, you know, <laughs> Yeah. And so I think, I, you know, by the time I was 12, I was like, this is what I want to do. This that, is what I want to do. That's awesome. And yeah. to be that disciplined that young I think is also an important lesson, too. <laughs> because right now my little boy is uh, – he's seven, uh-huh. and he loves drawing. And yeah. I tell him, don't stop, don't right. stop, don't and stop. And that's – everyone asks all the time, like, so how did you get into drawing? I was like, I think everyone's into drawing yeah. when they're a kid. And then, you know, something happens. Like either they get into – they, they get into something else. They get into baseball. They mm-hmm. get into football. They, you know, there's a million things to sort of capture your attention. Yeah. And, and – yeah. I just stuck with it. Yeah, he was never – he's not really into sports, so he's drawing now. And so he likes drawing, like, Five Nights at Freddy. And, and But yeah. what I like is I can actually see the evolution of he's understanding how long the arms need to be. Yeah. And oh, wow. So I go I, – I really so impressed. Jack Ham mm-hmm. – this it, Jack Ham wrote a book, and I think it's like, uh, you know, uh, figure drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this book's from the 50s, but it's it's amazing. It's all about, like, memorizing ratios and proportions. Don't mind me. Body. I'm going to put that note in my yeah, uh, phone right yeah. now. <laughs> um, th- here's the teacher coming out, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, you're having problem with, you know, size relationships and ratios? Here's the book, you know, the definitive book that you want to go to. Um, some of the hairdos are straight out of the 50s. Love it. Um, but... Uh, amazingly, it's not incredibly misogynistic or bigoted, so it's still safe for today's kids. Hey, all right. So, <laughs> right, it sticks to nothing but art. So, love you know, it. Yeah, if you can get past the poodle skirts, you're going to be just no, fine. See, but I love the poodle skirts, right. and I love that sound. Know, so right. we're yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then you transitioned into comics. What was your first big break into the comic world? Well, you know, it's funny. So when I first, when I, you know, I always wanted to be it, but I grew up in Las Vegas. And this was before the internet. I'm really dating myself. Right? <laughs> it's fine. Um, and it used to be like if you wanted to work in comics, you had to go to New York. That was it. Mm-hmm. Marvel and DC were in New York. Um, or you could independent publish. Like, I, you know, I remember being very young when Mutant Turtles came out. So, and, and they were everybody's heroes because, like, you know, they went into like, what, nine, ten reprints? Yeah. On, you know, and, uh, and it was black and white, and it was, you know, people have this idea of what Turtles is like. If you haven't read issue number one, like, it was, like, sex, violence, and, like, just craziness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It was none of this, you know, it's, hey, dude, let's get a pizza. It's so funny you say that. <laughs> yeah. you, you saw our producer, Brad. He's dressed up like the Shredder. Yeah. But he's not dressed up like the Shredder from, right. but you know. He's, right. He's yeah. early, and I remember him saying that because my introduction to the turtle was like, Cowabunga! I know, yeah. And then you read the first issue, you go, this isn't... D- dude, okay. I don't know how they got so there. I, I read the comics. I was a fan of the comics. Wow. And when the cartoon came on, I'm like, this is going to be awesome. And it came on, I'm like, what is... You know, <laughs> I was so angry. I had, you know, I was... You know, they have talk about angry fans. You yeah. Know, I was the first angry fan <laughs> with, like... <laughs> That's so funny. We, we had, like, the reverse experience. Yeah, I saw yeah, the, the yeah. like, man, I love pizza and Ninja yeah, Turtles. I yeah. read the first issue and go, oh, they chop heads off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. And the toys were awesome because they came yeah. out with the toys before they yeah. came out with the cartoons. Yeah. So I... You know, I had the toys. I'm like, you know, so I, I was like ready. I was like sitting in front of the TV. And you got to remember, like, this is before Netflix. Yep. Like, you had to plan your life around <laughs> yeah. the television. Yep. So I'm sitting in front of the TV, have the toys, have the turtle van. I have April O'Neil. I, you know, I'm like ready to rock and roll this cartoon. And I was like, what the? 
bleep. You know, and I was yeah. like 12, you know. I'm like, ah, uh, you know. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Yeah, yeah, anyway. But then you, I mean, now you're really known for Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because the relaunch yeah. with uh, Amanda Connor and Jimmy right. Palmati, I mean, yeah. it, it changed the, kind of the trajectory of her. Yeah. And fleshed her out in a way because I've been a fan of her for a really yeah. long time yeah and I wasn't the biggest fan when she transitioned into comics yeah because she became the Joker's favor Carly Quinn all the time where right. oh the Joker does this the Joker does right. that yeah. where Amanda Jimmy in your run when it started it's like no she we're gonna introduce all these other characters yeah we're gonna make it super crazy yeah and get her away from Gotham, yeah. which I think was so big for her. Yeah. Because now, I mean, I mean, she's been big for a long time, but yeah. now it's she's herself. If that makes well, any sense. You, you know, and that first of all, Jimmy and Amanda are two of the the best people to know, and they're two of the most talented people to know, and they really do have the Midas touch. Because I I, I might get in trouble for saying this, but corporations are so cowardly <laughs> do you know what i mean i, I yeah so, you, you know what i mean like they they are so afraid that you're gonna do something to their precious little ip mm -hmm. and it was sort of cool when jimmy and amanda got permission when they got greenlit to do the comic they're like we're gonna take this ferrari and we're gonna drive it 250 miles an hour on the street and dc didn't care about harley at the time so they're just like go ahead do whatever you want they, they told us flat out, they're like, you'll be canceled by issue, you know, expect to be canceled by issue 10 or 12. Like, they're like, expect to get like two graphic novels worth out. Hmm. And, you know, and Jimmy, it, but here's the cool thing. And this is the great thing about working with Jimmy and Amanda. We, Jimmy, Amanda, and I, we knew it was going to be big. That's Because awesome. like when they called me to work on it, like they gave me a choice. They're like, do you want to work on Supergirl or do you want to work on Harley? And I was like, Harley? <laughs> you know, because... Batman the Animated Series, it, absolutely. being the giant nerd watching absolutely. cartoons after school, well into my teenage years when I should have been dating and doing <laughs> drugs. Yeah, you know. I was with her. I was there with you, my friend. <laughs> right, yeah, you know. Um, I had no. the mom who was worried about me because I was doing that. I'd be sitting watching Batman and drawing yeah. and reading comics. And she yeah. Said, Why don't you go find a I girlfriend know. or something? When, when, I got, when I got grounded, my, so my, my brothers, okay, so my dad was like the college football star. My mom was the cheerleading captain. My brothers all lettered in four sports. We are and so the same. I was I was the comic nerd. When they would punish me, they're like, okay, give us your pencils and go outside and play. Now that's how I get grounded, you know. My older brother was an all state football player. Lettered four times. I lettered in theater. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And no, my mom's like, my, you want a letter jacket for that? So goes, my, no. my 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 brother <laughs> My brother came down the other day. We played it. We had a poker tournament, and uh, we grew up in Las Vegas. And uh, we're talking about roommates. And uh, I was talking about my, my best friend. His name's Kenji, flaming homosexual. Okay, uh, and I love him to death. Love him <laughs> to death. And my brother's like, yeah, you know, gay roommates. So I was like, you had a gay roommate? He was like, yeah, dude, you. Like, <laughs> he was, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just ruthlessly yep. savage. But I was. I was like completely different yeah than everyone in my family oh yeah so it was just, my family still doesn't get me oh no no it's all right no. like, I'll, I'll be okay your christmases are wonderful right like, oh yeah they get the footballs and the basketballs yep. and you know yeah they don't know what to get you yeah oh it's yeah like, they get yeah. they get me gift cards I'm yeah. like sweet i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get a lego set and yeah. an action figure yeah exactly yeah We're cool <laughs> no my parents but you know it was funny like my parents was like um 
because I used to pick like the hottest toy. Did you ever watch that that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Jingle All the Way? Oh yeah, oh yeah. My parents Turbo saw Man, that baby. movie and they were like, "That is what it was like being your parent." <laughs> because awesome. every year I wanted the impossible toy to get. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I relate. And they just gave up. They just started giving me money. I think you know. Same I think my thing. my Christmas presents for the last forty years. It, it's still the same. My my in laws get my wife and my kid all this stuff. Yeah. I get money. Yeah, we <laughs> don't like, know. We're like we don't know. Yeah, but we're sure you'll buy it yeah. for yourself. And I was like, it's a safe bet. It's the safe bet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. So you also redesigned Harley yeah. and also Poison Ivy. And changed them for a little bit, yeah. And then DC got afraid, and now it seems like well, they're kind of going back to how they what, were. What happened is, uh, you know, they they gave us they gave us freedom to do whatever we wanted, and then it was a smash success. Yeah. And thank like thank God for Jimmy and Amanda, because this has happened to me before. Like I I don't know if you knew this, but I was supposed to be the premier artist on Zatanna. Oh. And they yanked me, and they put in Stefan. And don't get me wrong. Stefan is a a phenomenal artist. Yeah. And I understand why they did it. Like, they didn't want... I was a, very much a rookie mm. at the time. And so they, they gave it to, like, a bigger name. And so they... You know, DC wanted to do the same thing when Harley hit. They're like, dude, we got it... You know, these numbers? They're like, get, you know, get these guys out, you know. Mm. And Jimmy and the man are like, no, it's Chad's. You know, thank God. You know, just... Yeah. Thank God. Because, you know... Um, it, it, it's it's yeah. such a great... But they, they did. They stuck with me. It's interesting so. you say that, too, because, I mean, you see now, I mean, Harley's everywhere. Yeah. But I remember when I put that in my poll before it came out, the first issue was under-ordered. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I think there's... Then there ended up being seven printings of yeah. it. Yeah. And yeah, we're the first comic to go into that many reprints yeah. since Walking Dead. And, and you just go, that's... To yeah. me, it's bizarre because yeah. I always thought it'd be huge. Yeah. Because, again, Jimmy and Amanda, you know, it's... They're the funniest people because when they were here five or six years ago, uh-huh. and they sat down, and I asked them if they would mind doing a bumper, you know, hey, this yeah, is right. uh, yeah. the Real Nerds podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought they would say. Yeah. They're saying, hey, this is the worst effing podcast we've ever heard. <laughs> and it's like my favorite bumper of all time. Jimmy has a black belt in ball busting. It, it's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's that New York set of mind because, you know, I grew up in like the Mormon part of Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's, it's like all the Mormons that that settled Las Vegas and got pushed out by the mob, they're still living on, like, the outskirts, you know? Gotcha. So, there's, like, one neighborhood in Vegas where all these Mormons just sort of gather to, and it's, like, the most polite place on earth. Oh, yeah. I and bet it, it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, if Jimmy's a black belt in ball busting, I am, like, a sub-white belt. You know, like, I, I haven't even walked into the karate classroom. <laughs> yeah. But no, being around him, like watching him and Frank. Have you ever seen him and Frank Thierry? No. Have you ever gone to dinner with those guys? No. Like, I'm like, are you guys friends? Like, because I mean, they're they're busting balls so bad. Like, I, I, like if it was a teenage me, I'd be in tears. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Though. And they're just like, ah, your mom. You know, you know, blah, 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 you know, just going at it. You know. But it comes through in their writing, though. Oh, yes. Because I yeah. I asked them, you know, how do they write as a not only a married yeah. couple, but as a team. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Jimmy was completely honest. He said, you know, she comes up with all the great ideas. And I put in, hey, you know, yeah. here's the here's the snarkiness. I'm, I'm sure he's being facetious, but. I don't know. No. <laughs> like he's, and let me tell you something. Amanda's the dirty bird. Yeah. <laughs> People think it's Jimmy. I'm like, you haven't met Amanda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the dirty jokes 
all Amanda. That's awesome. Yes. But it comes through like your art like elevated it, and then the storytelling elevates yeah. it. And it, I don't know how how fast did it catch on? Was it after the first issue when people realized that they were in for something they've never read before? Um, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty quick because it, it was pretty. You know, whenever you, whenever you, techni- okay, we were like ten thousand issues shy of beating Scott Snyder's Batman, mm. and which is the best Batman run of all time. I, him and Greg Capullo. I think Death of the Family is one of the most psychological, right, right. best written but stories then, ever. But then Scott Snyder's, you know, Court of Owls. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah, right? that's introducing like right. a villain that villains right. that are going to stand the test of time. Well, and, and and it's sort of a joke, right? Everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, DC all they have is Batman. So when they all of a sudden they have a book that's sort of approaching those numbers. Yeah. Like everyone was like, holy shit, you know, I, I'm sorry, are we like? Oh, yeah, swear? you can say okay, whatever okay, you want. Okay. They're We're like, good. you know, they're like, what? What's this? You know, who's this character that's yeah? That's popular? And that's why the Suicide Squad movie, like, all of a sudden, just boom, greenlit, yeah. go. That all happened because of what happened with Harley Quinn. People oh, don't realize that. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's yeah, but it's your guys's version of Harley. Yeah. that you see like in Harley Quinn and the Fantabulous yes. Emancipation. Yes, very you know, much. because yeah. she went from a sidekick right. to her own personality, exactly. and yeah. I think has made her such an bigger icon yeah because now it's i don't she doesn't need joker and, right um so when he came back you know i don't know issue 10 or 11 in the run right it's that story it's like right. we don't need you well anytime you're telling any type of story there has to be growth in the protagonist yeah. right it's the whole hero's journey yeah nobody wants to read a comic book where someone's still a subservient sidekick because that's a boring uninteresting you know what Agreed. I mean? You know, and so Jimmy and Amanda are just like, yeah, you know, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. And I think that's and what it did because I think she was falling into that trap. Yeah. You know, because yeah. oh, it, totally. Because it's no right before right before the issue, she murdered a school bus full of children. Yeah. In Villains Month. Yeah, and it's it's like what? Yeah, it's I, I understand. You know, when comic writers they try to make it right. new. Yeah. But it, to me, that reminded me of when. The Green Goblin impregnated Gwen Stacy. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you go, what, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah. It's just almost like doing something for shock value. And then, yeah, and it's not good. Right. Because right. she would never do that. Right. Even in the animated series, yeah. when she was loopy and stuff, yeah. she was never like homicidal. Right. It, she no. Was, she was more of. No, she captured Batman first thing, gave it to a president as Joker, and then, jo- ex- you know. Exactly. And the Joker, out of embarrassment, let Batman go because he didn't want to be bested by yeah. anyone, yeah. let alone his sidekick. Because to me, yeah. I, I, to me, the early stuff, her best character arc was in Harley's Holiday, yeah. where she gets out of Arkham, she tries to be straight, right. she realizes she can't, right. and she just steals a dress, so she's thrown back in yeah. Arkham. Right, right, right. And to me, that's who she is. Yeah. Like, she's, I think her head's always in the right place, Yeah. but her getting there is not going to yeah. always, and I think Amanda and Jimmy really unlocked oh, that. They, yeah. And then with, you're coupled with your <laughs> art, I mean, there's a talking dead beaver that is... <laughs> It, it, it's a lot like the family guy with Stewie. It's yeah. like, do people understand this beaver? Right. Or is this all in people's heads? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's all in her head. Yeah, and yeah. it's... Yeah. But then you get the, the sexual innuendos that they get past <laughs> everybody, and you go, oh, she well, just... the terminology's yeah. all changed. I honestly <laughs> don't think that 90% of the audience gets that joke. Oh, no. Because let me tell you something. If they got it, it would not have made it past the censors. Nope. <laughs> Okay. No. Nope. Th- that that book was so edited. We have we have begged them to to 
release Harley unedited oh, with the fun. black label. That'd be fun. Because we swung for the fences, okay? And they were just like, it, it was, <laughs> I've never had so many edits on a book. Oh, wow. Never. Wow. Even with clients who, like, I get a call and they're like, your artwork is shit. <laughs> I hate you. We had, I, I've had more edits on, on <laughs> Harley oh, wow. stuff than people who hate my stuff and have made me redo it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was. That's insane. Yeah. With Harley, it's like you turned the book in and you weren't finished with the book until you heard from DC Legal. I mean, it was <laughs> oh, it was that bad. That's awesome, though. At the so, same but time. Every, every now and then, though, some of the jokes would slip through. But it was amazing. Like, it, sometimes they would slip past legal, but Bleeding Cool would pick up on it. It would be like headline Always. News. Yeah. Always. <laughs> but that's fun, though. It was. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's. The, those it's just fun and yeah. that's how smart the writing is yeah and, you know yeah. and then coupled with the art it's just little subtle things yes and then you just go okay yes it's it's brilliant we had so much fun on that book oh yeah and we i mean so it, it translated and I, I i it made me fall in love with harley again yeah. so thank you for that oh you're welcome um so are you working on anything right now that you can I talk am. about well okay so the, there's the artist elite so okay since everyone's everyone asked me like what have you been doing and just so everyone knows um I took a break uh, to teach at Utah Valley University. I've still been doing comics, but I haven't been doing comics full time. Uh, I've just been doing like you know maybe eight issues a year tops, tops. Um, but like last year, I think I only did like two issues, mm. two issues and a ton of covers. Um, but I'm taking a break from teaching. I'm I'm gonna devote myself full time to uh, my creator own project, and I've done some creator own projects um, before. But I, you know, so the, the first one I did was Temerity, and it never got my full attention. Mm. Um, it was, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do creator books, but I'm going to do it when I'm not teaching. Life in comics does not work that way. Mm. You're either all in or you're all out. You cannot, Mr. the whole Mr. Miyagi, you'll walk on one <laughs> side of the road, you're okay. Walk on the other side of the road, okay. You'll walk down the middle of the road. It, it just doesn't work. Mm. And so I, I'm taking a year off from teaching. I'm going to give it all I have into creator-owned projects, see if I can, you know, make it go there. And don't get me wrong, I, you know, I love Marvel and DC. I love working on those. I, I mean, any day you're getting paid to draw Spider-Man or you're getting paid to draw Harley, it's a great day. Sure. But especially after the movies came out, and it was just like you realize the amount of wealth behind that. And you're lucky if they put your name in the special credits. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like going, I need to see if I can't up my game a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, it's the difference between playing in the NBA and being like LeBron. Yeah. Where, where you're a billionaire because you can sell shoes. And it's, you know it's, what I mean? And it's always, it's been shitty for a long time. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at Superman. The guys who created Superman right. were exactly. treated horribly. Exactly. And it wasn't until the 80s where they started getting right. credit for Superman. Well, and they had to fight for it. Exactly. They had to fight for it. that's yeah. not right. Well, and think of how exploitive. I mean, they were they were kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, if that happened today, people would be like, oh, you know. Like, you know exactly. There would be outrage. But because it happened in... 1927 when yeah. when when four-year-olds were still in coal mines because i mean you yeah. think of the you know they designed the emblem right that you could put on anything you know exactly, exactly. what it is and oh they did oh the marketing alone yeah it, it, so yeah. that's really sad to yeah. me that they would treat yeah the, them like that so yeah. i understand right the need for creative yeah create our own things right but the the idea the, the problem is is you got to do something that makes such a deep cultural impact 
that if somebody tries to steal it, people will be like, oh, they're stealing from this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, well, look at what happened with, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, the Disney Grimm. Yeah. So they were going to do Fables. Yep. Disney bought the right to do Fables, and it was going to be a big show. And all of a sudden, they're like, why are we paying this guy? We could just make our own on our own Disney characters. Yep. And so they, you know, they shut Bill so, out. Yep. So now it's once upon right. a time. So you got to yeah. do something that makes enough of a cultural impact and is different enough that someone can't easily steal it and just say, "Hey, I'm going to do this without paying you." Yeah. And so, so yeah. Uh, do you know what you're going to do yet, or just? I do, but um, you're so, going to keep it under wraps. So I'm, I'm, I, I could talk about Artist Elite, okay. but I can't talk about this. I'm, I'm working with Jimmy and Amanda again. I can't oh, talk sweet. about that. Yeah. So, awesome. Hopefully soon. Awesome. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so right now I'm doing uh, uh, De- Death Watch with Artist Elite. Um, uh, it's being written by my good friend uh, Jared Gifford. We've been friends for like 20 years. We've been talking about this for over a decade. Nice. And uh, uh, but but uh, you know it, it's ba- you know basically I'm taking all the risks um, with, with Temerity. I, I did a creator own book before, and it was like a 50-50 split. And um, with creator own comics the more hats you wear the more feasible the the it becomes because with temerity we're trying to support two families mm-hmm. and it just was there wasn't an, it wasn't enough gotcha you know and so with this one i'm trying to do everything you know so um you know so if 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 we make enough you know off of this then then at least i can Keep keep doing it. Yeah, because and, I, and it breaks my heart because I have fans all the time. They're like, when's the next issue of Temerity coming out? I was like, I, I can't afford it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's so if it if it's something where you know I, everything's on me, then I can't afford it. But then you have to work that much harder. Yeah. Well, when your so, next comics yeah. gets bought by Hollywood and they give you millions of dollars, right? right. Then you can go back to. The, yeah. the other stuff. And, yeah. I mean, that's just the landscape, yeah. you know, honestly. And yeah. then, so on this, are you self-publishing it too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, well, it, it's really weird. So, I mean, think of Artists of Elite as, you know, like image, like an image type second Oh, way. okay. Cool. And, and don't get me wrong. Sean's doing a lot of stuff to uh, sort of innovate mm-hmm. because, you know, people don't realize the number one expense in, in comics is paying talent. Yeah. And for Marvel and DC, that's, that's their biggest expense. And it's just because it, it, they're silly and, and the way corporations are set up. You know, people, people don't realize that, that, that Marvel Comics is not the same as, as Marvel Studios that's making yeah. the movies. And, and because they're separate entities, like you would think, you know, people are like, well, you know, Avengers made a billion dollars. Why can't they pay the artist? They're yeah. two set, like, the, you know, it's the same characters, yep. but they're two separate companies. And one company's literally saying like, you know, hey, we're going to take all your intellectual property and make a bajillion dollars off of it, but we'll be damned if you yeah. if you get any of it. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, you know, so people don't understand that. Like, why can't they pay their artists better? Well, it's because Marvel Studios that that profit that they're getting, none of that's going to Marvel yeah. Comics. It's and the people making the comics. Yeah. That, that's so. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate you being on here oh, for like much. a really yeah. long time. I know you're. You know, you have your con and doing all this stuff but it was really awesome well i'm glad we got to do it before things got absolutely crazy yes and it's so, so cool so i know you have a website chadhardenart.com yeah. and you're on facebook i'm on facebook and twitter uh harden underscore art 
Uh, oh, no, wait. That's Instagram. Facebook and Instagram. And then Twitter is just Chad Harden. So, yeah. So make yeah. sure you look him up and, you know, do like I do. Get on pre-commission yeah. uh, con <laughs> lists. And get then some, get some good art. Get some really good art. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Thanks I appreciate for stopping you guys. by. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.